Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat, Dav Zayin Amur Aleph. Continuing with our analysis of the Tosefta, which introduced us to the four Rishiyot. Amar Rabba Barshila, Amar Rav Chista. Kufa Bershuta Abim. So if you take a brick and you upright it so that it's standing up, and you threw something that's stuck on the side of it, like a moist fig or something, Chayav. Then you're chayav al gaba patur, but if it was on top of the brick, then you're patur because it constitutes its own place. Makom tur, it's not part of a shutarabim. Abayav rovid over tavayu v'ushu gavor shlosha. They said that's only if it's three high. To lo dar shutarabim because people don't walk on it. If it's low, people walk on it. It's like we're shutarabim, and if you threw it four amot, that's of course the assumption. Then you're chayav. Well, he's maybe higi, but if you have little thorn bushes, even if they're not three high, then you're not chayav because nobody walks on them. He said, even if you have thorns that are low, you're chayav, but not feces. Even if it's so, if it's less than three, people walk on it, and it's part of Rishut Rabbim. Okay, I'm a Rav Shilaki, Atar Rav Dimi. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, so Rav Dimi brought Torah Rabbi Yochanan to Bavel and said, "En karmelit pachuta me'arba'a." A karmelit is never less than four, four meaning four wide and four square. V'yamar of sheishet v'tofeset arasara. It goes up until ten tefachim. Now, my v'tofeset arasara. What does that mean? It goes up till ten. If you think there has to be a mechitza ten high to make it a carmelite, just like we do with Rishute Yachid, if you have a house that's not ten high inside from floor to ceiling, but the roof and the upper beams together make it to ten. You can carry on the roof because you're in a Rishut Echid. But inside you can only carry Arbamot. Now why would that be? The inside is certainly not Rishut Rabim. So it must be because the inside is considered a Carmelite. How is it considered a Carmelite? Even though the walls aren't ten. So it's not true that a Carmelite depends on there being walls around it that go to ten. What does it mean that it grows up to ten? That if you have a proper Carmelite, that it only extends into ten Tfachim up into airspace. Above ten Tfachim, it's not a Carmelite, it's Makom Ptur. Shmuel told Rav Yudah, Shinana, that was his nickname for him. When it comes to Elchot Shabbat, nothing is above ten. So what's he talking about? If you think Rishut Echid doesn't extend past ten, it's not true. If you stuck a stick in Rishut Echid and then you threw something and it stuck on that, um, even if it's a hundred amot high, chayav. Why? Meaning you threw something from the street and it went into somebody's yard and it got stuck on a flagpole that's very high. Because Rishut Yachid extends all the way up to the to heavens. So when Rav Yehuda and Shmuel told Rav Yehuda, don't do anything above ten in Shabbat, it must have been Eladein Rishut Rabim the Malavi Asara. That must be what he meant. So what Nitani? That's a Mishnah. The Nan we have in the eleventh parak. Azorik Arbamot Pekotel. If you throw something for a moat in Rishut Rabim and it hits a wall, the Malavi Asara Tvachim. If it goes higher than ten Tvachim, Kazorik Pavir, you're patur. Lamatra is lower than ten, then because it's in your chayav. So therefore, 
Shmuel's statement can't have been about Rosh because even though it's true, it's already known. Ella Carmelite must have been talking about a Carmelite. And Carmelite does not extend above ten. And here we get the summary. The Rabbanan enforced the leniencies of Rosh Yachid and of Rosh Rabim when it came to defining a Carmelite. If it's four by four, who that be Carmelite? Just like Rosh Yachid needs to be four by four. If it's less than four by four, it's a makom p'tur. Mikur shudabim. They also the lunis of shudabim. That asarat tefachim or dalvi karmelit only up until ten tefachim. The malam asarat tefachim or dalvi karmelit above that, it's not a karmelit anymore. Okay, let's go back to Rav's halacha about the house. Gufa. I'm Rav Gidel. I'm Rav Chia Bar Yosef. I'm Rav. And this is a detour from our analysis of the brayta. We'll get back to them, but not in this session. So you have a house that's, let's say, nine high from floor to ceiling, but the roof, the roof beam is itself a tefach, so there's ten tefachim from roof to the top of the, from the floor to the top of the roof. You can carry as much as you want on top, on the roof, but you can't inside. So Abayi adds something. If you dug a hole inside the house that was four by four wide, and that hole was, let's say, a tefach deep, so at the point of that hole, it was ten, you could carry throughout the house. So my tamawai, because this hole is called a hole of reshutayachid, so you have essentially reshutayachid, and everything else around it that's only nine high is part of that reshutayachid. The Mars, you have the following. Everybody agrees that which typically are a wall that divides Rishut Yachid from Rishut Abim, and on the Rishut Yachid side, there are holes in the wall. Everybody agrees those holes are Rishut Yachid. The holes on the other side, they also take on the definition of the Rishut. Rava disagrees. Amalei Rav Alabayim. So Rav tries to prove his point that Chorei Rishut Rabim are not Rishut Rabim. The Achter of Chorei Rabim and Rishut Rabim, according to you, says they are. If you recall, in the previous podcast, we were defining Carmelite, and we asked the question, "Why is a Carmelite listed among Carmelite?" And Rabbi Yochanan said, "Lo nitzchal keren zavinas v'chal Rishut Rabim." It's there to include, like a corner of a sidewalk next to Rishut Rabim. So, but if that's the case, then the sidewalk should be, that area should be like that according to Yisra Shudrabim, it's not a Carmelite anymore. And Abayi answers, In the case of the Karen Zavit, it's not convenient use. So that's why it's a Carmelite. But here you got a hole in a wall. It's convenient to put things in there. All right, let's test it. Rabbi's going to challenge him again. So we already just saw this mission. If you throw something at a wall, you throw it for a moat, and it lands on the wall above 10, it's like you threw it in the air, you're If it's lower, you chayav. And in that mission we discussed, we challenged my kazoik parts. What does it mean? It's like throwing it on the ground. It didn't come to rest. That we're talking about a fat fig, like a mushy fig that sticks to the wall. But Abaye, if you think that Why does Rabbi Yochanan have to make make the ukimta that it's a, a wet fair fat fig? Why doesn't he just say it's a rock or an object? that went into the hole. If the hole is above ten, and the hole is below ten. 
So Abai had an answer. Zimnimishani la. Sometimes it was this was something that Rav would challenge him regularly. So sometimes his answer was Shani tsurvachevitz to me how to be ati because they'll bounce out as opposed to something that's sticky. Zimnimishani la. Sometimes he would answer bekolta leipechor. We're talking about a, a wall that doesn't have a hole. Mimai, how do I know it's a wall that doesn't have a hole? Because in the first clause it says If you throw it above ten, it's like zorik pavir. If you think there's a hole in there and it went in a hole, it rested in the hole. It should be chayav. You think that our Mishnah is talking about a case where there is a hole, but the hole isn't four by four? If you threw a ten tvachim and it went and rested in a hole, no matter how small the hole size, Rameir says we envision it as if it's big enough. disagree. So you see that, according to Rameir at least, it wouldn't matter if it was that small. It must be that our Mishnah in Hazorik is talking about a wall that does not have a hole, and therefore that's why he didn't use that answer. But still, according to Abaye. Gufas, let's go back to an earlier uh, invoked uh, if you took a stick and stuck it into a Shidachid and you threw something that stuck on top of it, I think even if it's a hundred amot high, Let's say this kind of is wide enough. It sounds like Rav Chista holds like Rebbe. Because remember, we had this earlier in our discussion of Yad, that Rebbe says if you throw something for a motor and it lands on a, the smallest little beam, Rebbe says you're chayiv. Chacham say you're exempt. So you see that Rav Chista seems to be talking about a stick that's very narrow, and he doesn't need our balarba, just like Rebbe didn't need our balarba. But that's not true, because I'm Rashuta If it's in Rashut Echid, you don't need our balarba. The problem is in Rashut Abim. But what's Rebbe talking about? We already saw this. Talking about a tree that's that's planted in Rishut Yachid, and the branch goes over to Rishut Rabim. You threw it in Rishut Rabim, it went to Ramot, and it landed on the branch, what he called a beam. So, Rebbe says that the branch is identified by the location of the trunk, and therefore it's like you threw it in Rishut Yachid. Say no, the branch is an independent piece. You threw it in Rishut Rabim, it's high in the air, it's not Dalad al Dalad, you're Patur. Okay, we'll pick it up with the last podcast of this sugya, uh, with the Kaveret and the Amutisha, and then we'll go back to analyzing the last couple clauses in the Tosefta. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.